ain't no rock gonna take my place. I came to give him the praise that's due to his name. Turn to your neighbor, tell him, I'm glad to see you in the house of the Lord tonight. Five somebody on the way to your seat. Tell them victory's in the house tonight. Uh, I know it's Tuesday night. We're not supposed to act crazy up in here, but I feel victory in this place right now. I feel victory in this house tonight. Somebody drug defeat up into the building tonight. Uh, said I'm going to put it up under my feet somebody drug their anxiety to the house of the Lord said I'm going to put it on an altar somebody brought their fear into the house of the Lord and said I'm going to let the presence of almighty hallelujah if you got victory shout yes shout yes Shout yes! Shout yes! Woo! Glory, glory, glory! My God, I want to just move on in the service, but I feel something just rumbling under the surface of the... Some of y'all just sitting there tonight. I feel like that old song we used to sing, Brother White. You don't know like I know what the Lord has done for me. You don't know like I know what he's done for me. Then they get excited. They start singing. I feel like dancing when I think about what he's done for me.
myself. Some of y'all got that song all the way out of context tonight. <laughs> Come on, you got to get some stuff moving in the Holy Ghost tonight. The Bible says the righteous shall flourish like the palm tree. One of the things I love about a palm tree, it doesn't take very much breeze to start blowing uh, for those leaves to start flapping. Uh, it don't take much Holy Ghost moving uh, for a palm tree to start giving God the praise. I, I'm not waiting on the preacher uh, to preach me happy. Uh, I'm not waiting on them to sing uh, my favorite song. Uh, but I feel uh, the presence of the Lord in me. You want to practice right now. Uh, throw your hands in the air uh, and just give God. Uh, hallelujah! 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 Let everything. Sunday, Jordan was baptized in Jesus' name uh, for the remission of her sins. I think we ought to give God some praise. Several people received the Holy Ghost in the altars on Sunday. Somebody help me rejoice in this house. So wonderful. Just stay right where you're at. Don't even move an inch. It's wonderful to have all of our guests in the house of the Lord with us tonight. Would you help me one more time? Put your hands together and welcome all of our guests that are here. So good to have the Whitmire family with us again tonight. Come on, help me give God a praise for them. Amen. When, 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 when Judah and Alina get married, they don't even have to argue about the last initial. It just stays a W, so it makes it easy. We don't have to fight over that last initial. Is Amen. So glad they're here tonight and so good to have this family back with us again on Tuesday night. Amen. I got a report that last week when they were here, we prayed for, uh, uh, sister, is it Brett? We prayed for her, laid hands on her, and she said God did a miracle work in her. Her back has been better all week long than it's been. Come on, I think that's a sign of things to come. I think that's a sign you're in the right place tonight. You're in an environment of faith and healing and blessing. And I just need about 50 witnesses in the building uh, that would testify you're in the right place at the right. Hallelujah. Amen. How many of you were blessed by the ministry of Brother White on Sunday? 
telling you, God used them in a powerful way. You don't want to miss anything happening this week. Uh, prayer is going to resume at 7 o'clock on Thursday nights. Uh, I want to personally say thank you to everybody who's been coming at 6.30 and going with us to knock doors. We've had several people baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the Holy Ghost as a direct result of Thursday night efforts. Amen. We're going to be still engaged in street ministry on Friday and Saturday nights and outreach on Saturday. Amen. But we're going to resume our normal prayer meeting time at 7 p.m. on Thursday nights. And then uh, Friday, you don't want to miss the, the Bible studies that are happening, men and women's Bible. I mean, how many churches have the Pope teaching on Friday night at their church? got way more power than the, than, than, than the Catholic Pope ever thought about having. How many of you love brother and sister Pope? Excited they're here. Brother White, it's Tuesday night. We came ready to do whatever God has for us. How many of you will give God the praise in anticipation of what God's going to do tonight? Come on, give God a hand clap of praise as the evangelist, Brother White, comes tonight to deliver the word. Well, come on. Let's do it tonight. Accompany your voice with the hand clap tonight. Oh, God, we love you tonight. Oh, we thank you. We give you honor. We give you glory. Tuesday night, and uh, I'm going to tell you, there ain't a whole lot of folks having shout-downs on Tuesday night, hey, but when I come to church, I want to feel like I've been to church. Hey, when you were out in the world and you went to the bar, you wanted to leave feeling like you went to the bar. When I come to the house of God, I want to feel like I've been to the house of God. My clothes are a little sweaty and my, my ties are a little messed up. But all I know is when I come into this house, I want to leave feeling like I touched God. I, I'm going to tell you, I, I was watching some of the young people dancing. And uh, I'm, I'm just going to say this. I don't know what this statement's going to mean, but... But I was watching some of the young people dancing. And you know, I'm sure there are some folks say, look at these kids dancing. They think, oh, they don't know nothing about grace and mercy. They don't know nothing about the power of the Holy. But let me tell you something. I'd rather these kids be down here dancing than up somewhere out in the world dancing. Hey, you want to know what them dancing down here does? It keeps the filth off the internet. When they dance down here, it keeps them living right. trying to get out of it, but it feels so good when the Holy Ghost gets to gets on you, you get the can't help it I can't help but be happy 
When the Holy Ghost gets on you, your feet get the can't help it. I can't help but stomp on the devil. When the Holy Ghost gets on you, your hands get the can't help it. I can't help but lift them to God. Because I was a wretched sinner. And one day he heard my cry. And he came to my rescue. And as long as I live, I'm going to lift his name. How you feel? They say, I feel all right. <laughs> I feel all right tonight. All right, I'm going to turn your attention to Ezekiel. Thank you so much for all of the incredible people that you are. Thank y'all for being so kind to me, showing grace to me. And I'm so incredibly in awe of all the many ways that God has been making in my life. One of these days, I ought to write a book to let you know how just how just crazy it is. But uh, Ezekiel chapter 37, God's been really moving in uh, our midst. And I want you to know the devil's not happy about it, but we don't answer to him. So thank God the devil's not happy about it. He can stay mad. Hey, man, anybody with me on that? Hey, as long as he's mad, we know we're doing something right. Ah, uh, yeah. Thankful to God tonight. Ezekiel 37, verse number 3. I give honor to your bishop, Brother Williams. I thank you so much for having me. Oh, yeah, you ought to clap. The rest of you ought to clap more. I, I truly take it as an honor to be here with you all. And I tell you that I've, I've heard Brother Williams preach so much in my life. And, and now being here, it just seems like a dream that I'm going to wake up from eventually. But I'm so thankful for what he means to Pentecost and what he means to all of you. I hope you're thankful for your pastor and his family tonight. I cannot go without saying how thankful I am for my own pastor, Pastor Nathan Holmes. I don't know if he's watching this tonight. I think he's on a, a trip with our young people, but I love him so, so very much. And uh, I don't know where I would be tonight if it was not for him and Sister Mandy Holmes having such a voice in my life. And I, I love them so, so very, very much. Ezekiel chapter 37, verse 3. The Bible says... And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. Again he said unto me, Prophesy upon these bones, and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and ye shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you, and will bring up flesh upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you and ye shall live and ye shall know that I am the Lord so I prophesied as I was commanded and as I prophesied there was a noise and behold a shaking and the bones came together bone to his bone and when I beheld lo the sinews and the flesh came up upon them and the skin covered them above but there was no breath in them then said he unto me, prophesy to the wind, 
Prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, Thus saith the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as, I, as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived and stood up upon their feet, an exceeding great army. Then he said unto me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say, our bones are dried and our hope is lost. We are cut off from our parts. Therefore prophesy and say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, O my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come up out of your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. And this is the part I want us to focus on. And ye shall know that I am the Lord. When I have opened your graves, O my people, and brought you up out of your graves, and shall put my spirit in you, and ye shall live, and I shall place you in your land. Then shall ye know that I, the Lord, have spoken it and performed it, saith the Lord. Well, you ought to receive the word of the Lord tonight. Today, I want to preach to you from a very simple thought, and that is the day I became Lazarus. The day I became Lazarus. If you wouldn't mind setting your Bible down and stretching your hands toward this pulpit and asking God to be with us. Lord, here we are again, Lord. Lord, I'm asking you, God, you, you've met us already in this place. But God, would you speak to us? Would you be with us in the remainder of this service? Would you help us tonight? God, we need you tonight. Lord, I believe that it is your will to bring somebody out of the grave tonight. Lord, I believe it's your will to fill somebody with the Holy Ghost tonight. God, I'm trusting your hand and your hand alone. Hide me behind the cross, Lord, and anoint these lips of clay as I endeavor to do your will. And everybody shout in Jesus' name. Oh, that might have been good if I was in some, if I was in an auditorium. But tonight we're talking about the King of Kings. You ought to lift your voice and say, in Jesus' name. Well, we're getting there. Maybe you need to shout it till the chains break off of your family. You ought to shout it till you feel victory coming to the house. Come on, shout in Jesus' name. We're talking about the God of the universe tonight. Shout in Jesus' name. feel a whole lot better. You may be seated tonight. I'm bringing you to a very familiar passage of scripture tonight. This scripture I'm sure is not foreign. Many of us are aware of the Lazarus story. Many of us are aware of the dry bones story. Many of us are aware of the Acts 2 story. But one thing we've got to understand tonight is that the scripture have not given us these messages because they're just fables or they're just stories. These are things that have happened in our world and God is preparing to do it again. God is preparing to give us a day of Pentecost outpouring again. God is preparing to give his church a revival like we've never seen. The Bible says the closer you get to the end of the age, the more so you're going to see it come to pass. Hey, if there was 3,000 souls added to the church on the day of Pentecost, 
I just wonder what God wants to do in the greater Fort Myers area. But, but let me give you a little bit of background tonight, if you'll let me lay a foundation. The Bible tells us in this scripture that I pointed you to in Ezekiel, that he said this is the whole house of Israel. What you've got to understand is if you read the earlier parts of the book of Ezekiel, God was done with Israel. Matter of fact, God told Ezekiel, I'm, I'm about to destroy Israel because they're perverted, they're messed up. They've done so much, I, I don't even know if I can forgive them at this point. They, they, they prostituted my grace. They, they've gone against my statutes. And because of this, I have to destroy them. One thing we've got to understand tonight, church, is that no matter where you find yourself tonight, sin will always lead you to destruction and death. Sin stinks in the nostrils of God. And God was so fed up with Israel that he said, I'm done and I'm going to get rid of them. But then he says, let me, let me show you something, Ezekiel. And he takes him through several visions. And then he comes to this scripture that we are today. And he says, hey, look at, look at the circumstance. This is what they're saying about themselves. And they don't have enough faith to believe that I could do it. He said, so because they don't have enough faith, I, I, I don't, I'm not sure what to do. But all I know is that when I get ready to do it, I'm going to get the glory out of it. Let me tell you something. God didn't heal you so you could just say, look what happened to me. God healed you so you could say, look what the Lord has done for me. God didn't bring you to this building so we could sit in here and have patty cake church. God brought you into the building to say, look what the Lord is doing at the Rock Church Fort Myers. You better get on board tonight. And so we see where God says, I want to get the glory out of this. Because one thing you got to understand about Jewish tradition is that after three days, they mourned and they've looked at the body. And there was their belief that after three days, the soul was no longer hovering over the body. And the only thing that can bring a soul from beyond the grave would be God. I'm going to get there, I promise. And so here we are. The prophet Ezekiel, he sees these dried up bones. It's been greater than three days. It's been months and years. It's, it's, it's been a long time. They hadn't come to church in a very long time. Matter of fact, they stopped coming after they went to college. Hello, somebody. I'm preaching down somebody's road. They, they hadn't spoken in tongues in a long time. And God said, can these dry bones live? And you know, if, if, if any of us was looking at the circumstances and we were to be honest with ourselves, we would have answered the question and we would have said, no, God. These bones can't live. They ain't even got muscle on them anymore. The bones, you, I don't even know if that's a leg bone or a hip bone or, or a foot or ankle. I don't know. The bones have scattered all over the place. But this is what the prophet Ezekiel said. Thou knowest. He said, you're, you're the God of the universe. You're the one that flung the stars into existence. You're the one that knows how many hairs are on my head. You know how long that mama's been praying. 
You know how long the pastor's been fasting? Can we have revival? God, you know if we can. I can't give an answer for it, but God, you know. And, and so this, this is what he says. God says, God, God basically tells him, you answered correctly. I'm glad that you think so. He says, so this is what I'm going to do. I, I'm going to go, and, and I, I, I'm going to use the mouth of the man of God. See, that's why you better be careful these folks that hate on preachers. <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble tonight. I might end up on a page. That's all right. I got the microphone. But let me tell you something. These people that hate on preachers, they better be careful because the word of God came to the preacher first. And the preacher had the commandment from God to speak to the wind. He said, listen, I know there's other people that could do it. I know there's some young people that got enough zeal to do it. But I'm going to use the preacher to speak to the wind. And then that wasn't that all. That ain't all he said. He said, uh, not only do I, I need you to speak and tell the bones to come together. And the bones did come together. He said, but I, I need you to do one more thing. And now I need you to command them to breathe. And so the bones, they started Muscles came back on them. Bones, joints went into the right place. God knows what he's doing. God's not confused. God's not messed up about this. Hey, I understand that they might have been gone a long time. I understand that it breaks your heart. You're praying for them. I got, I got friends and, and loved ones that I'm praying for day and night. I don't know how God's going to do it, but what can these dry bones live? I, I don't want to get the wrong answer, God, but you know whether they can live. You know if the bones can come back together. You know if my family can live for God. You know if God, you know, I don't know, but you know. And, and so what we've got to understand tonight, though, church, is that there is power in what we say. Let me tell you something. That gossiping spirit that runs rampant in the apostolic faith, I'm coming against it right now in Jesus' name. You better not ever lift your voice against your brother. You take it to God and leave it there. If you got a problem, don't, don't team up with the devil and get to gossiping about a brother. Why don't you take it to an altar and say, God, here it is. And, and, and so it, there's power in what you say. Because I'm going to tell you, I know it, it's not always nice when, when the backslider gets on social media and they talk about us and we didn't do anything to them and, and they hate on us because we're having revival and they call us legalistic and cultish, but I'm just going to tell you, I'm going to love them regardless. Hey, hey, if, if they're watching tonight and they're looking for something, why don't you look for this? We love you. You're welcome at the Rock Church. Whenever you decide to come back to God, we're here waiting on you. So, let's never be, we got to be careful what we say. And he said, hey, listen, I, I know that they're, I know you've seen them at the wrong places. I, I know that you've seen them out there acting out. He said, but can they live? Can I, can, can I do it? And Ezekiel says, you know, God, I, I don't doubt your hand whatsoever, you know. I don't, I, don't, I don't think that you're, you're lacking power. You know. 
So God, if they can live, it's all in your hands. Do what you want to do. We understand that Israel had gone so far from God that this is the state that they were now in. Then I want to take you to a passage of scripture in John chapter 11. But keep this in mind. This is the scripture where we get to Lazarus. And Lazarus has been in that grave. Matter of fact, he's dead in the grave. And, and not only is he dead, but his sister said, Jesus, don't open that tomb, please, because he's starting to stink. Let me tell you something. When I came to church, I came on a bus, and I probably smelled awful. <laughs> I'm just going to be honest with you. I probably smelled awful. But thank God that preacher never gave up on me. That preacher said, there's some life that can be breathing to this young boy. There's something that can be recovered from the grave in this young boy. There's something in him. I might not see it right now, but God knows exactly what he's doing. So, so I'm going to take you real quick, real quick. I'm, I'm not going to take too much time tonight, I promise. But I'm going to take you real quick to, to John chapter 11. I can get there. John chapter 11, verse 39. The Bible says, and Jesus said, Take ye away the stone, and Martha, the sister of him that was dead, said unto him, Lord, by this time he stinks, for he hath been dead four days. Now remember I told you, it was three days and the soul was no longer over the body. The only person that could pull a soul from the grave at that point would be God. So this is what Jesus is realizing. He said, oh, you, 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 you hadn't gotten it yet, have you? you? You ain't got it yet, have you? You don't realize right now what's about to go down. He said, but I've got power over death, hell, and the grave. He said, and it don't matter how long he's been down there. When I call his name, he's going to get up. And so this is what he does. Now, now, y'all ready now? I, I, I hope that, that, you know, we just take off right now. This is what the Bible says. Jesus said unto her, said I not unto thee, that if thou wouldest believe, thou shouldest see the glory of God. See, God wasn't going to do it unless he got the glory out of it. He said, then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said father I thank thee that thou hast heard me and I knew that thou that thou hearest me always but because of the people which stand by I said it that they may believe that thou hast sent me and when he thus had spoken he cried with a loud voice Lazarus come forth let me tell you something. Lazarus didn't have any choice but to come up out of the grave. Well, let me tell you something. There was a time when you was dead in your grave. Sin had you rotten away. And God called your name. And you had no choice but to come up out of the grave. He said, loose him and let him walk free. God's trying to loose somebody. Now, I, I thought I'd have a few more people running. But let, 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 since we're here, let me take a little bit more time. Is that okay? 
Because what you got to understand is that grave, it, it, it was something insidious. It was something that, that had you so bound. You know, the grave is six feet deep. Now, in modern time, we bury people six feet deep. Now, I'm six foot five, but some of y'all ain't close to that. So if you're laying down in a grave, and all of a sudden, you open your eyes, and God's standing over you in man's form, and he's telling you to come up out of your grave, what do you think you're going to do? You think you... You've been dead for four. Your sister telling you, boy, you've been dead for four years, four days. You've been down there rotting away. Your skin falling off, boy. You stink. You need a shower. You've been riddled with sin for so long. You came into the church smelling like marijuana. How dare you? Let me tell you something. I don't care how you smell tonight. God's calling you out of your grave tonight. And he don't care if you smell like marijuana or a pig pen or cigarettes or alcohol. Maybe you did get drunk before you came here tonight. But I got the Holy Ghost and it can get you drunk on new wine tonight. And so let me tell you what happened. There was a day where I got down to the bottom of the barrel. There was a day where it, it, everything was going to pot in my life. There was a day when there was nothing else for me. But I heard a God say, Xavier, come up out of that grave. I got a life that's better for you. I got a life that's sublime. I got a life that's sweet for you. I got something that'll keep you when you can't be kept. I got something that'll sustain you when you feel like giving up. Let me tell you though, see when you go back to that other story, when you go back to Ezekiel, you realize something. It sounds a whole lot like Pentecost because this is what he says. He says, I told him to speak to the wind. He said, and the wind came in, and when the wind came in, they came together, they started breathing, and then my spirit was on them. God. You realize that when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all in one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven. Not any sound. God could have chose the sound of trumpets. He could have chose any kind of sound. But he said it was like a rushing mighty wind. Let me tell you what happened. A long time ago, the prophet Joel prophesied it. He said he's going to pour it out on everybody. Whosoever will, let him come and drink of this will. So, so we get to the day of Pentecost, and God does something that he was very careful about doing in the Old Testament. God comes in. He just starts filling everybody with the Holy Ghost. He said, oh, if you want it, it's for you. He said, I'll go a little step further. 
He said, it's not just for you. He said, it's for Brother Williams. It's for Brother Isaac Williams. It's for that Nova Williams. It's for Nova Williams' children. It's for Nova Williams' children's children. It's for everybody until the rapture comes. You better praise God right now because he made a way when there was no way. He brought me out of the miry clay and set my feet on a rock to stay. Some, let me help you a little bit. Uh, now, I might get in trouble now. But that's why, I, that's why I can't believe that Trinitarian doctrine. And I'm sorry if you're a Trinitarian tonight, but let me give you some Let me help you a little bit. God said that I don't share my glory with nobody. He said, I ain't going to share it with nobody. He said, I don't care who you think it is. He said, but I'm not sharing it with nobody. He said, and, and I wouldn't share it with some second person of a trinity. He said, matter of fact, in 1 Timothy 3.16, he said, I did it myself. He said, I wasn't going to let nobody else get the glory. He said, so what did I do? He said, I wrapped myself in flesh. He said, I was preached unto the Gentile. He said, I was received up into glory. He said, I made a way for you to come up out of there. He said, I went to hell and stole the keys. He said, I'm the one that controls death. And not only that, if you give your life to me, I'll come in and live inside of earthen vessels. Now, I'm, I'm gonna sweat out my suit tonight. And that's all right, because I, I, what I feel right now, let me tell you, God's trying to wake us up right now. We're living in a terrible hour. I went downtown Fort Myers tonight, and I'm sorry if, if this offends you. I, I'm sorry, I'm not sorry. But I went downtown and I saw where they're having some kind of a drag show at some library somewhere. Let me tell you something. You think that we're not living in perilous times? If you think for a moment they're not after your children, if you think for a moment that this world doesn't have nothing but one destination and we're quickly getting to that stop, you are mistaken. You ain't looking for the times. But the Bible tells me that perilous times shall come. But when they get there, the only people that can stand in the age is the church of the living God. People that have made themselves ready. People that have been filled with my spirit. People that have been baptized in my name. tell you a little bit more. The Bible tells us in Isaiah, I'm sorry to give you all this scripture, it's okay, I promise. I believe it's Isaiah 45, if I'm not mistaken. It says that who will you compare me to? He said, I, I look to my right and I look to my left. He said, and the last time I checked, there was nobody else here. He said, not only was there nobody else here, he said, I'm the only savior. He said, I'm the only God. I'm the only king. I'm, I, the earth is my footstool. Why in the world would you think that I'm anything less than that? He said, I don't share my glory with anybody. He said, matter of fact, I swear by my own hand because there's nothing greater to swear by. I swear by my own hand that I alone am God. Now let me tell you, 
God was very emphatic in the Old Testament. This one even in my notes. Help me, God. Maybe somebody needs to hear it. But God was very emphatic in the Old Testament that there ain't but one God. Matter of fact, I'll go ahead and give you a little bit of insight. The reason why Jews struggle with Christianity so much now is because they believe that Christians believe in three gods. But I wish they'd find their way to an apostolic Pentecostal church. Because there ain't nothing but one God, and his name is Jesus. There ain't nobody else. When I get to heaven, I promise you, there's not going to be three thrones. There's only one throne. And Jesus will be seated on the throne. Like that old song said, I know Jesus is the Father. And I know Jesus is the Son. I know Jesus is the Holy Ghost. And all these three are one. There ain't no other God beside him. There ain't another, another God below him. There's not another God above him. He is the only God. Not only that, but this God, this incredible, this magnificent, this all-powerful, oh, this, this way-maker, this provider, this, this keeper, this healer, he made a way out of no way for you. Let me tell you, I know I said it on Sunday night, but I really want to bring it to realism for us. There are people in this room, you've been brought from so much. It didn't take a time to tell us. Ain't no telling what you've been brought out of. Some of you, you should be dead in your grave. Some of you, you was almost there. But right in the nick of time. Right in the nick of time. I said right in the nick of time. Some of you still ain't heard me. Right in the nick of time. Right before you met your eternity. Right before you made the wrong decision. Right before you overdose on something. Right before you almost died from alcohol poisoning. Right in the nick of time. God showed up where you were. And he called your name. He said, come up out of the grave. 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 interesting about Lazarus. The Bible says that he come up out of the grave oh, help me tonight. The Bible says he come up out of the grave, but he was still bound. Feet was bound. Hands was bound. This is what he said. Let me tell you something. You can come up out of your grave and still sit there like God's not done anything. <laughs> oh, help me tonight, God. See, some of us in Pentecost, we've gotten so used to shouting when the song is the right song and, and the, the beat hits just right. And I love that boy playing that organ. But let me tell you something. When you've really been delivered and now you're no longer bound, and let me tell you, it's a whole lot easier to come into church and run when you feel freedom and dance when you feel freedom. Hey, ain't nobody got to pull it up out of you. You just naturally start shouting. Why? Because you remember the pit he rescued you from. You remember the grave he brought you out of. You remember where he went. You remember at every now and again. It's like 
That's like what Brother William said. Every now and again, you just got to bring it back to your mind. So let me tell you something. I was talking to Brother Williams the other day. I was telling him a little bit about my testimony. Let me tell you something. This truth saved me. And I'm not meaning just I go now, I can go to heaven. I'm telling you, I, I should be in a rehab somewhere, according to statistics. Hey, let me tell you about statistics. Statistics told me I should be in a rehab somewhere with a needle still in my arm. Statistics told me I should be on alcohol. I should be homosexual. I should be messed up in this world. That's what statistics telling me. And let me tell you something. Statistics are coming after your children. But thank God I started listening not to the statistics of the world. But I started listening to a preacher. And you know what that preacher said? Hey, wind, coming to that boy right there. Fill it with the Holy Ghost. When the wind of God hit my life. When the wind of God hit my life. I promise you. you used to go to and then you heard a voice say come on out baby I got you if you come on out you just make your way down to that Pentecostal church I, I got something for you if you go down hey. let me tell you Lazarus I just believe he said loosen loosen I don't believe Lazarus just Oh, they broke the chain. Oh, thank you. Those were a little bit, they were a little rough. Thank you. Oh, thank you. I don't believe he just sat there. Oh, thank you. Jesus, I thank you so much. I no, but I, I just believe Lazarus felt like that one leprous man. That leprous man, he got, Jesus said, hey, you're healed. And they all started running. But that one got to thinking. He said, this, this is the first time I get to go back to my family. This is the first time I get to see my kids in a long time. This, this is the first time I get to see breakthrough actually happen in my home. He said, I, I'm, not just gonna, I'm not just gonna sit here and be healed. He said, let me go back and thank him. Let me tell you what your thankfulness can do. When you're thankful for what God's doing, Jesus said, hey, hey was there not 10? Where are the rest of them at? He said, you ain't the only one I, I brought from out of those things. You ain't the only one I broke the chains off of. You ain't the only one I freed from drugs. No, you ain't the only one that I brought out of prostituting. You ain't the only one that I brought out of false doctrine. He said, where the rest of them at? And he said, I don't know Jesus. He said, but all I know is I just came back to say thank you. Thank you for my mind. Thank you for my clothes. Thank you for my family. Thank you for deliverance. Thank you for healing. Thank you for setting me free. Thank you, Jesus. I just got to tell you thank you. Let, let, let me tell you this. Now, I'm not trying to prompt y'all to do this song. Please don't thank it. But there's a, there's a whole lot of truth to that one song. 
He said, when he called my name, I ran out of that grave. Let me tell you why I think some of us run. You remember the despair you felt when you were still living in sin? You remember the hopelessness you felt? That's what Israel was going through. Jesus, God said back in the Old Testament, he said, they feel like they ain't got no hope. He said, they, they, they're down in despair. He said, they don't believe I can do it. They don't believe that I can rescue them. And then the Bible lets me know that out of nowhere, out of nowhere, there was just one man that had enough faith to believe that the daughters of Zion could recover. There was just one man that said, God, I, whatever you choose to do in this house, God, if you choose to fill 100 people with the Holy Ghost, that's what you're going to do and we're going to follow after you. God, if you choose to bring my babies back, that's what we're going to go after. God, if you choose to save my husband, that's what we're going to go after. I'm going to tell you, I, I just, ooh, I feel this in the Holy Ghost. There is a harvest of backsliders that I believe is going to hit Pentecost so strong, we don't even know what, how God's going to fill up this place. But I, I'm telling you, I've seen it happen. I've seen backsliders come back and pray through the Holy Ghost, and now they're so on fire for God. I don't know what caused them to leave in the first place. That ain't none of my business why they left. But all I know is that when God brings them back, My Bible tells me that when God brings you back, that there ought to be dancing, there ought to be music, there ought to be a party. They ought to crank the organ up. They ought to tear up them drums. They ought to rip on the guitar. They ought to blow the trumpet of Zion. And there ought to be a loud cry of thank God. We don't know what they went through, but thank God he brought them back. Come on, musicians. Let me, let me tell you. The Bible tells us that there is no reason for a person not to praise God. Not one. Let me tell you, we, we had a person get the Holy Ghost on Sunday. That's what Pastor just said. Well, several got the Holy Ghost on Sunday. And one got baptized in Jesus' name. Our Bible tells me that when one person comes to salvation the angels are so amazed by it that heaven just erupts with a sound of praise and thankfulness some of you still ain't got it yet and heaven's going crazy about what happened on Sunday why the church of the living God going crazy what happened on Sunday, what he'll do on Monday, how he'll feel on Tuesday, he'll heal on Wednesday, he'll set free on Thursday, he'll make a way on Friday. Some of you, this is what it said, that song I was talking about, it said I ran out of that grave. Because when you really get to thinking about it, all the thoughts that was going through your mind. Some of you may have been suicidal when God called you. You really realize that tonight. We've been so close to grace for so long that we forget where we came from. But I, I, I just believe that the apostle Paul, every day he woke up, he was reminded, oh yeah, I know what God's brought me from. Oh yeah, I know what I used to do. He said, there's a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan 
to buffet me. Some of us, we got thorns in the flesh right now. And you think that God's punishing you. No, God's trying to use that to help you in your testimony. You might still have some scars from the things that from back in your past. I promise you, it's not for you to look at it and think I can never recover. It's for you to look at it and say, look what I came out of. Look what God saved me from. Yeah, I used to cut my arm, but God rescued me. Yeah, I used to think about killing myself, but God rescued me. Yeah, I had depression and anxiety, but God rescued me. Listen, thank you, brother. We're almost at 100%. I got about 80% on the feet, on your feet. So I got 20 more percent to preach to. Once we get there, I promise you'll get to that Mexican restaurant. They're probably finna close in about six minutes. But let me, I'm just trying to help you understand tonight where you come from. Because there was a time where you were sitting up in that grave. You were sitting up in that grave still struggling with pornography. You were sitting up in that grave still struggling with adultery. You were sitting up in that grave still struggling with sexual perversion. You were sitting up in that grave still struggling with homosexuality. But then all of a sudden you heard somebody say, call your name. And it wasn't just any other, it wasn't just any other voice. But it was the voice of God. And he said, it's time for you to come up out of it. He said, I can make it beautiful. But you gotta come out of it. Come up out of the grave. 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 I get this point across because God's been burning me down with, in the Holy Ghost. And I've been, I, I just feel to tell somebody, God's calling you out your grave tonight. God's calling you out your grave tonight. Hey, it ain't the will of God for you to sit there decaying in sin. But God said, I'm calling your name tonight. He said, won't you come up out of the grave? I can give you new life. I can put your feet on the rock. I can help you when you think you can't be helped. I can keep you when you feel like you can't be kept. I can give you ways in wildernesses where there wasn't any way. He said, I, I can do anything if you just bring it all to me. Through Christ, you can do anything. Come on out of the grave. seem to find them right now but see you oh lord have mercy now they trying to stir it up you go ahead 
But let me tell you something. I remember going down to the altar when I was one of those young boys. I didn't truly understand that all I knew is that these people were going crazy. But let me tell you what happened to me. I came up out of that water. And oh, my God. Something I never felt got a hold of me. Matter of fact, I came up out of that water so crazy the preacher said, somebody better grab that boy because he's going to fall over. But let me tell you something. When you've been bound, when you've really been bound, well, I'm telling you, the, the grip of sin was all over your life. You, you was having panic attacks because the chains was, wasn't nothing you breathe. You was having anxiety attacks because the devil had your mind blackened to the truth. Oh, yeah, when you've really been bound. Somebody know what I'm talking about. When you've really been bound. When you cried yourself to sleep all the time because your husband wasn't doing right. When, when you was praying for a breakthrough because the drugs wouldn't stop. I got any witnesses tonight. When you was praying for your little boy because he wouldn't stop messing around with the wrong crew. When, when you were seeking an answer from God because everything in your life was falling apart. And then all of a sudden, he called your name. And it wasn't like it was before. It wasn't that still small voice anymore. Because if you notice, Jesus, he said he didn't, he didn't use that still small voice. Because he needed something to happen right then. He said, he said with a loud voice. With a loud voice. With a loud voice. I said with a loud voice. The Bible tells me with a loud voice, he said, Lazarus, come up out of your grave. Live, live, live. It's time for somebody to live tonight. Come on, you need to live tonight.
ladies now. Because let me tell you, insecurity and all the tactics of the devil are coming after our beautiful young women. I want some young ladies to join me on the platform. And when you get up here, dance like you got victory. Come on, shout like he did it. Dance like he did it. Shout like he did it. Dance like he did it. Shout like he did it. Dance like he did it. Shout like he did it. Dance 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 like he did